Hello, and welcome back to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ, where each week we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This week, we are checking out Netflix's 41st film, the 2017 action-adventure film Okja. It's directed by Boon Jung-ho, and it stars an ensemble cast including Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano, An Zi-hoon, and Buhi Bong. Hello. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. I bloody love our intro music. It's so good. It's, it's a good tune, isn't it? It's, it's a really good tune. I should get it as my ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds... It's so refreshing. It is. <laughs> so, we like to kick off our show with a section we call Fast Flicks, where we do our own little summaries of what we thought of the film. MJ, go for it. Okay. Um, a young girl goes on an adventure to rescue her best friend, a lab-born super pig, and discovers the harsh realities of the world in the process. Nice and fast. I, it was so hard. This, this movie was too big to, to <laughs> fast flicks it. So there you that go. That was a good one. Hey, Duff. So, a young girl tries to save her super pig after it is taken by an evil corporation with the help of a- a- animal activist groups and their charismatic leader. Good. Give and take. Good. I've gone. A worldwide competition to grow the biggest pig leads to a young girl needing to stand her ground and fight for her pig, which she loves dearly. Mm, that's good. I think that's the best one. So, after watching this film, someone asked me about it. Like, what's what's it about? And I was like, gosh. Well, so I hadn't, I haven't, how long have you got? <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, I haven't written my fast flicks. And normally, that's what I love about our fast mm. flicks, is it really yeah. is that perfect elevator pitch for a film. Mm. But even when I was writing this, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it justice. I'm just going to yeah. get something out there. But I liked yours, Jesse. That was good. Thank you. I've, yeah. And as usual, we're going to spoil this film straight up. So. Yeah. If you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, watch it first, then listen to us later, I guess. A lot of people have watched this one, though. Yeah. Massively. A lot. Massively. Especially compared to all the other films we've done. Mm. We can probably look at that now. Like, if yeah. you look at, uh, like, sort of the consensus online, the audience on IMDb, it's had nearly 10,100 ratings. On, on Rotten Tomatoes, your audience. Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes audience, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sometimes we don't even have yeah, enough. Yeah, sorry, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> yeah. audience. It's on 81% on 10,100 ratings almost. And then IMDb had, what, 73,500? 73,500. Awesome. Even Wetterbox had over 67,000. It's big. It's, it's, which is so... Especially for Wetterbox as well. That's so much. Actually, we're probably like people who are watching like the Avengers and stuff. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but in context yeah, of Netflix original film. Just films. for a Netflix original film, yeah. Context to everything else that we've looked at in 40 yeah. whatever and episodes. It, even the actual the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, there was 216 reviews, which sometimes we're, we're doing movies where there's like five yeah. six. So sometimes we do user ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah. you're like, oh, it's a 40%, but there's only eight people that have rated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 87% from the critics mm. and 81 from the audience. So pretty high. It's got to be almost as big as we've had, yeah. to be honest. IMDb was 7.3 and Wetterbox is 3.7. So they're the kind of just under that. But yeah, all, all around that really good mark. So in really? answer to the question you didn't ask, it's um, very positive. Mm. <laughs> Consensus. Yes, very, yeah, very positive. Very positive. So what else do we learn about this film? There's a few things I think we can probably chat about. Peter, what have, what have you got? Um... So it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, and when it opened, it had the Netflix title card and the audience, they booed it. They sure did. Um, it's if based on the, the French background with streaming mm. content, it's not surprising, I guess, because they have these really strict rules on on-demand release from theatrical release. 
So I think it's like 36 months. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's, a, it's a really long, long, so that's three years. Yeah. So you can't have something on a streaming service yeah. unless it's been out of cinemas for three years. Yeah. I think since then, even Cairns have said we're not going to show any more streaming films at the Cairns. Well, so this wasn't eligible to win awards at Cairns, was it? No, it was barred from receiving any awards because yeah. of it being a streaming film. We're still nominated for awards, but but that would never go to... So that, to your point, win. Heater, then I guess there's no point showing... Why, why would you even show them yeah, if you're not even going exactly, to consider them? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that sort of set the audience off there was that they showed the first 10 minutes <laughs> of the film in the wrong ratio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and so then they started the game <laughs> and then Netflix card came up again <laughs> and they got even more boos as well. <laughs> Whose fault's that? That's like, that's got to be, that feels like a sabotage. <laughs> it's a bit like if Netflix know that sort of audience and not going to like it, why go for it? And at the same time, if Khan think the same thing, why yeah. are you letting them? Show yeah, it? I, I know. know. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but how do you show it in the wrong ratio? Like, <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs> show you're all professionals there. I mean, that just shouldn't happen. Like well, that's probably what happens when, you, when you're streaming or you maybe they streamed it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Starts buffering for a bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else? So it did have a, uh, a cinema release in South Korea. Yep. So there was several independent theaters in that it screened in South Korea, um, and it what it earned two point one million US dollars from just over three hundred thousand tickets sold. Yeah, from what I can gather, South Korea has similar rules in regards to theatrical release to yeah, streaming. streaming. Okay, so the fact that it was sixty cinemas was it was because they were all independent cinemas who didn't actually okay yeah abide by those rules. Yeah, so they basically just said, "Yep, no worries, come on in." And before it hit Netflix, it you know did a couple of festivals as well: New York, Sydney, Edinburgh, and then um, went on mm. Netflix. So they they tried to get this one out a bit before it actually hit the surface okay. for good reason as mm. well. Mm. The oh, I thought that it was funny. Like, so, Okja, they, to create the character, they used a combination of a pig, a manatee, a manatee, is it a manatee? Manatee. Manatee, yeah, manatee. manatee the sea thing, and a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can I can see all that. I mean, the obvious one is the manatee. Like, you yeah. look yeah. at that and you go, it looks like Yeah, the like face, I think, they they did on the manatee, yeah, and you're the, like, the yeah. Size. yeah. <laughs> and the director had, like, a life-sized mock-up of Okja, so that the, the performers, you know, could maneuver around it while shooting, which I thought was going a little bit back to that old-school mm. sort of technology where you'd actually use puppets. Yeah, it would have helped, definitely. Because I think part of the appeal of the creature is its sheer size. Yeah. Um, and the super big. <laughs> difficult to do that if you're just acting with effects. Yeah, and the director spent six months actually with the, working with the designer to get the right look of the character too, That's which cool. is a long time, hmm. really. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about that character later on because it, there's so, so many fascinating things about it and, and why... I think it worked so well. Yeah. Okay. And the, <coughs> so you see the um, that animal liberation front throughout that are trying to support this cause of animal rights, and they're mm. like a, they're actually a real organisation. Yeah, they're real, which I thought was cool. which was good. Yeah. Elf. Elf. <laughs> Correct. Um, what I have so it took about a month to film and had a budget of fifty million dollars. Okay. Months of film surprises me. That's a good mm, effort. Yeah, that's that's pretty quick. I would have thought they filmed in in Seoul, in Vancouver, and New York, yeah, all over a, about a four week period, Makes which sense. is seems like a pretty good effort. And the director became vegan while filming this. Did he really? Yeah, read in an was interview. He already a vegetarian, and then went vegan. Or Maybe, was it? I don't know. All I saw was there's, there's someone did an interview with him, and okay. he was like, "Yeah, became vegan while making this." It's interesting, and this will be an interesting discussion point later on. I'd love to get your feed on this, but. I don't. I honestly don't think that this was necessarily a really pro-vegan movie. I think it looks like it is, but I, I think there's elements to it that aren't necessarily saying this is what we should all be doing. Don't eat meat. So 
but we can get into Ooh, that later. Good, I'm looking forward mm. to that a bit later on. Good discussion. Well, when I watched this film, I, I did you not want to eat meat afterwards? Oh, I did. I did like <laughs> I absolutely did. This movie connected with me, but I, I still mean, didn't. Like when they're doing it, the tastings, I'm like, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't quite. I, I want some of that, <laughs> especially the fact that he's Korean and like. Korean are like the biggest meat eating country yeah. in the world. They love their barbecue. Uh, it was nominated for heaps of awards. There were so many I just didn't even bother writing them all down. I had 13 I, nominations it got for I had, seven wins. I had 20 nominations for seven wins. Well, there you go. Oh, which is probably the same. 20 nominations, seven wins, 13. Yeah. We're uh, on the same page. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's so still your big, seven yeah. wins. Men. Include the oh, nominations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah, so <laughs> wins and, and then 13 other yeah. nominations. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm on the same page. Good. Uh, the other thing that I picked, there's quite a bit of product placement in this one. Yeah, there is. There was um, a lot of Apple products. It's iPads, 50 million, and, Jesse. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> well, they needed some money to help. Yeah. <laughs> so a Coke vending machine in uh, the Mirando offices, and there was this. You know, in the subway scene, there's yeah. Dazo, stops on the logo, was and Starbucks and the parade. Was there one point that Jill and Hall had, like, a laptop and, like, really held up that logo for a long time? <laughs> like, a lot longer than was needed. <laughs> oh, like that iPad thing that he yeah, had. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So, the first draft of this was written purely in Korean, um, because the director is Korean, um, but speaks English. But he got it translated into English uh, via his screenwriting partner, John Ronson, who basically rewrote all the English dialogue and sort of polished it up and often at times created new lines. So it's interesting, um, Bong Joon-ha obviously knew that this was going to be probably 75% in English because of yep. the story, the way it was mm-hmm. being told, and um, but still went to his roots, wrote it in Korean, then got it got it changed. And he said he actually used inspiration from Babe 2, Pig in the City. That's probably the biggest film that he drew um, inspiration okay. from. Do we classify this as a foreign film then? <sighs> yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't even thought of that, but now that you're, you're saying that, like how much production went into the... Yeah. Uh, pre-production into the, uh, telling like a Korean and is it, it's a Korean story it's a Korean it's a Korean director that's shot largely in Korea mm. with a Korean actress as one of the stars Star. like mm. I think it's definitely a foreign yeah. language film or yeah. yeah it's a Korean film yeah yeah happy with that everything Baz Luhrmann directs is basically an Australian film isn't it including <laughs> the great Gatsby <laughs> Joel Edgerton and Elizabeth Debicki are in that handily uh, anything else or do you want to look at our early thoughts yeah, I think that's all yeah. I had in terms of the um, film history. Uh, the only other one I had was a, a casting dropout. So the the character of uh, Frank Dawson, kind of the associate of Miranda Cor- of Miranda Miranda Corporation, who was John Carlo Esposito, who Breaking most Bad. people know as as uh, as Gus from Breaking <laughs> Bad. So that was originally going to be Bill Nye was going to play that. What character. was his na- What was the character's name? Frank Howard. Frank Dawson. Oh, Frank Dawson. Frank Dawson. There yeah, you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you Bill didn't Nye. Frank Dawson. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, Maybe because Bill and I was originally supposed to do it. How different is that? That's so different. Hmm. I don't think it, like the character wasn't big enough for it to I'm matter. Sure, yeah, I, th- I think it still would have worked. But no, it would have worked fine. But um, yeah, just a little. Hmm. Cool. Found. All right. Well, tell. What are our early thoughts before we get into a bit further, MJ? What, what do you think? I I adored this movie. Um, I, I I planned to rewatch it like hours after I saw it. Oh. Um but other commitments got in the way. But I'm already trying to f- look at my schedule to figure out when I can fit in a second <laughs> viewing. Um, since I watched it, I, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Um, 
I haven't connected with a film on an emotional or visceral level like this in a very long time. Um, basically, I just fell hard and fast for the relationship between um, Mija and Okja. I was gone. So good. I adored this film. I loved it. All right, so we're going to have some positive things from well. this side of the room, Peter. <laughs> um, look, I, I like this movie. I didn't like it as much as uh, MJ <laughs> and as the critics did. I was very much into the first half of the movie. Second half, I didn't think was as strong. So, but look, it was still a pretty good movie. I still, I still liked it, just not as, as much as I think the critics and you guys did. You guys, what did Jesse think? Yeah, how do you know what, what I'm going to think? Because you'd already logged it on Letterboxd, Jesse, and I think you've seen this, what, five times? True, right. <laughs> I have logged this on Letterboxd, and uh, I have taught this film, like I've watched it in you my own time. You told me this, and yeah. I've actually forgotten. Yeah. I completely forgot that. <laughs> I've, I've taught this film um, at school multiple times, uh, and I do, I love this film. But when I, I taught it at school, we looked at it more from a production side of things. So, you know the money that Netflix or a streaming service mm. put into the film and how it was made, those types of things. So to me, this was great looking at it again for the way we look at it in the mm. podcasting sense. Like yep. I was I was watching it as a totally as a film. new film almost, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm but, on it, MJ. But side. you still loved it? I still love this film, yeah. yeah. I think it's Fair enough. Film. Good, so I'm going to like it when I watch it again? I, I think so. I, like, I pick up on things every time I watch it that you, that, you don't see. How many times do you think you've watched <clears> this film? Six, maybe? Six wow. times? Wow. Yeah, I can't so I've watched jealous. it a few times, yeah. So it's a long <laughs> film to watch too. Though, oh, though. Not really, it didn't feel that long. No, it doesn't feel long, but it is a long film. Um, do you, Hader? Mm-hmm. Do you cry in movies? No. Have you ever cried in a movie? Um, I I probably have. I, I, I I'm not going to say no, but I couldn't recall. Yeah, time so I to have. the point. So yeah, there's, there's times where like you know I'm really sad and I might get you know some some tears in my eyes maybe, but no, I'm yeah. I'm not much of a cry. Are you a cryer, Jesse? Um, depends how tired I am. Okay. If, I, if I'm really <laughs> no energy to fight tired, it, yeah. I literally am a mess. Yeah, okay. um, I'm. But yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. So, did you cry in, in this film? I did. Like, at what point? <sighs> oh, a few times. Five times. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, I remember, you know that episode of Friends when Chandler never cries yeah. and he starts crying and then he just cries at everything. Yeah, this just opened me up. Oh like, wow! Completely okay. opened me up. Wow. Good. Well, I mean, this this is all right. Let's lead into the characters of the, of the film <laughs> and the main character. Well, not the main character. One character I want to talk about is is Okja. Yep. Um, but you know, at the very start of this film, that um, they're setting these super pigs up as food. Like that's yep. so when you are introduced to Okja as a fully grown super pig, um, you know her fate. Right, you know where it's going to end up, and you kind of know where this movie's going to go. Yeah, and the fact that that first scene with the two of them just completely drew me in, and I was obsessed with their relationship. I, I was just already just on edge, like, no, I know where it's going, and I just I couldn't, my little heart couldn't handle oh, okay, it. Okay, well, the time, so I'll, I'll get to the crying stuff later. But what, what I loved about Okja is not often, and I'm trying to think of this from other films that we are introduced to a brand new species. Um, and have them just exist completely normally within the world that we live in. Um, so that was my immediate fascination with it. Like, like we get like alien invasion movies or there's weird creatures mm. in like, you know, Avatar on a different world. But this is just this brand new creature that we've never seen. We have no reason to believe it. it's real, but it just exists in our world. And that's, that's quite a fascinating concept that um, I think that's what drew me in initially, just looking at this creature and thinking, wow, it's, I've never seen anything like this, but I'm in. I don't know what you guys think about that, if that crossed your mind. I, th- I think that, and obviously from what we said before, the, the time and effort put into making this character 
one that you could believe. Like there was at no stage that I was thinking this is a CGI character. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Which I think yeah. if this if they hadn't spent that time on that and the character like Okja mm. looked a little off or yeah. not quite realistic or you know you couldn't imagine the things that were that Okja was doing then maybe it wouldn't have been as impactful. Yeah, yep, yeah. I agree. Uh, looked really good. Mm, looked looked really good. All yeah, the, yeah, it was fantastic. So what made visual. me care so much about Okja is how cerebral she is. And like for any animal lover, and I've got I've got dogs, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for animals in that sense. But you tend to like love and care for animals in films because there's this like helplessness to them in the world around them, and you just want to help them. For Okja, she half like falls into that category because she doesn't necessarily know what's going on and, and what she can do to save herself, but she's smart enough and she knows that there's something wrong and she understands and can sympathize and care and love because you, you, you learn that like straight away. So this whole time, like I'm not thinking about this, you know, um, say like a, like a, a lion or a bear that you know is in trouble, but it doesn't really know. But this, this they show this cerebral level to mm-hmm. these, this species that, uh, reminded me a lot actually of of E.T. in that sense that like the relationship between Mija and Okja was a lot like Elliot and E.T. that it's this foreign thing that doesn't quite know what's going on but you know that it feels and it loves and it cares. Mm-hmm. So what was the first moment that you had this um, feeling that Okja knew what was going on? When um, when she's hanging off the cliff. She falls yeah, off the cliff. Okay, yeah. That's what I was going to say. The camera work there does it perfectly because <clears throat> it's like you're Okja and you're looking at Okja's sussing out what yeah, she do what and she happens. Do. Yeah. She mm. sees that branch, yeah. and, but she and she's but she's stressing. Mm. She's genuinely yeah. stressing. Like, she's like, like struggling, like to stay up on the actual yeah. thing like, and to, to grab the rope, like to yeah. stamp on that rope to hold it. But mm. I mean, even to the point where she actually understands everything that me just saying to her. Yeah, like, and it's almost like the the time that Okja takes. It's almost like a self sacrifice. Like it's like I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like you know, she she sees that branch. She goes, yeah, look, I can save her by doing this, and I'm going to fall, and mm. you know. So the other point, and this, I had to look into this because, as you can understand, I connected very emotionally. It's, yeah, you did. Yeah. Sounds like. And so I'm like, why, why do, why do we care so much about something that's cute, right? And this <laughs> is this is in life as well. When you see something cute, you're like, oh, that's cute, and it's it's a nice feeling. So, I think I googled like the emotional response to something that's cute, <laughs> and because you know what, well, there's got to be something more to it. And I think this is almost like a cheat from. Um, Bong Joon-ha because he's just like I'm going to make them connect the hell with this thing because it's super cute so when you encounter something cute it ignites fast brain activity in regions such as the orbitofrontal cortex this is not important but which are linked to emotion and pleasure it also attracts our attention in a biased way so babies have privileged access to entering conscious awareness in our brains because you're so used to seeing something cute seeing um that emits that feeling, but then you want to sort of help it and save it because you know that they sort of need that. So I honestly think that um, he's, he's accessed this little cheat code that he's going to connect emotionally with the character because he's going to overload it with cute. And to me, it was so cute and it was just so endearing. Yeah, and it's a totally it different for you then. Yeah, like it <laughs> that's, absolutely that's, works. That's why I had to look into this. Yeah. I'm like, why am I feeling this yeah. way? It's not even real. You got me in. And that, <laughs> that's 100% right because if they had have made like an ugly ugly creature, that, that connection's not there. Exactly all, right. And, and that he knows exactly what he's doing. And yeah. Another thing, like she was, she was cheeky and the... And the the, the, the effects were so impressive that mm, the effects were very, very impressive just a fascinating character and it is a character or she is a character so um, I, that, I've spoken a little bit about Okja so I don't <laughs> the, know the film's it, called Okja and I didn't even have it down as a character and I feel stupid for not 
even yeah. contemplating it. I just, I, I, whether it's a character make or you feel less stupid, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it okay. just, I just feel like, oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. It's some film. <laughs> but I missed it on IMDb in the character. Right? So <laughs> I'm like, well, all right, these are the characters, these are all the actors. I'm like, hey, yeah, where was Okja? So did, do you guys Google what Okja means? Nah, I didn't. Not nah, Philson. It's not that exciting, but which is kind of cool. It's it's a name. It's a female name that's like a oldish kind of name that Boon Jong Ha said. It's similar to like a Margaret, you know, <laughs> in in English. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Imagine if this was so that. just just named as a normal just, just Margaret a normal name. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, hey, I liked it a lot. Yeah, good. Uh, who wants to who wants to talk about Mija? Oh yeah. I, so Mija to me is innocence. Innocence on the screen, yeah. however stubborn in innocence, um, and like you spoke about, the relationship was awesome between her and mm-hmm. Okya, and I think that she had her mindset on one thing, and there was no change in that mind whatsoever. Mm. So to me, stubborn innocence, innocence very is yeah, stubborn. I think it's a real good summary. I kind mm. of felt like she was in the driver's seat, and and she was driving me. I, I felt mm. like Mija was was us as an audience, but. We kind of got the chance to peek behind the curtain and yep. we knew what was going on, whereas she didn't. So, whilst she was trying to save Okja, we knew where Okja was going. We knew what was actually happening to mm. her. So, I, I kind of felt like this this need to almost protect her. So, I wanted her to keep pushing, like, keep pushing, yeah. keep pushing. We need you to we need you to help Okja. But then I was like, but be careful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's, it's not it's a nice dangerous. world out there. It's, it's like, dangerous, yeah. I also think that it helped, like, there was not an adult character that didn't lie to her or deceive her in any way in the whole film. Yeah, in a blunt way, you're right. Every adult character mm. in some way let her down. So mm. I think that also adds to it. Like, you're the adult sitting there going, oh, yeah. someone needs to help her. Yeah, someone needs to look to out for her. her. And, yeah. Yeah. and I wanted now, that to be... I thought she was a great character. Yeah. Yeah, she was really good and really easy to, like... Sympathise with. Yeah, sympathise with the guests and, you know, like, to, to want to get the like her yeah, friend right. back it was like yeah yes you know like at, at no point am I even considering like uh, I hope she doesn't get it back it's like no no she has to get it back the whole way through and this is the start of my point about not mm. being uh, a blunt advocate or um, a blunt message about not eating meat is that Mija who's the one character that we do sympathise with and mm. that we do want to be with and we do act as if she is us but she still eats meat this I don't think hampers her ability to eat meat. She gets back to the hmm. uh, village at the end and there's still chickens around. She's still yeah. like, that's why, and, and it gets more to the other characters as well, why this isn't necessarily about that. But I think, you know, it could have been really blunt and easy if she's like, I'm never eating meat again. And go, okay, well, you're throwing it in our face now. We'll probably talk about it more in the themes later, but I think that there were so many other little things that they didn't want you to just focus on the one thing. It's like, yeah, yeah this is a mm. message, but we have so many other messages. Yeah, what are the different things going on? Yeah, yeah. What character do you guys want to talk about next? I'm 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 happy to talk about uh, Johnny Wilcox, Wilcox. <laughs> my man, Jesse's boy Jake Gyllenhaal, because I couldn't stand him. He was so over the top, and like massive accomplishments to to Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought he just he bought into that character. Like obviously he wanted to be over the top, and I thought he did a great job. Like he really c- committed to him and was like all work, but. Just every time he's on screen and just he's, he's I, I just found him so over the top. So why was that was, a good performance by Jake Gyllenhaal then? Well, because I think like that's what he was supposed to do, and he like fully committed to like to being like this over the top nutcase kind of thing. But I just didn't like watching his character. He just really annoyed me with that. You know, he was just so loud and out there. Just it, it annoyed me watching him on screen. What do you think, mate? 
<laughs> funny like we had this exercise at work today where we were going around and you know so those ones where you're sort of getting to know people and you have like 10 questions and you gotta try and match up the same answers and one of mine one of the answers was like who do you look up to and mine was Jake Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know that you love him I know that yeah. and I, I do too like I've seen plenty of movies that I love Jake Gyllenhaal in and so I don't think his acting was bad it was just his character just yeah. and wasn't something that I liked and I think so they set it up the first time you see him, um, he comes up on the, the mountain yeah. and, and uh, Mija says to him something about like, you know, can I have your autograph or whatever? And he makes some comment about like, oh, um, you know, I'm still popular, I'm still popular here popular or something. Here. So yeah. They tried to make you feel for him a little yeah. bit, but, but then shut it down straight away. Hmm. And the, the, like they, at least they didn't just make him this bad person the whole time. So it sort of showed you that, you know, and he makes a comment later on like, you know, I actually love animals, but it's like hmm. what sort oh, of yeah. pushes him to do these things. Hmm. So I thought even though he didn't have a massive role in the film, but I thought there was enough there to sort of say, okay, this, you understand why it's, you need this character. You need someone in there to be the, the person that, that does the work that no one else wants to do. You see him in that room with the, the Mirando, all the bosses sitting there, and literally they just say, sit down, you're dead, Pete, you're dead beat. Like, well, 10 years ago when you first introduced to him, he's the man, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like the Steve Irwin when Steve Irwin mm-hmm. was the yeah, exactly. powers. Yeah. And, you know, 10 years pass, and, you know, there's not exactly. that many people like mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, I, I don't think he was very good. I, I, I get that that was the role, mm. but I, I think if someone else is doing that role, it's almost like a career killer. Like yeah. that was a, I, whether it's the, I don't know. I, I just thought he was way too over the top and it didn't work. I, you know, I, I think similar with Tilda Swinton. I don't think Tilda Swinton was very good either. I, I, I don't think she was good at all. Actually. Um, yeah. Oh, did, oh, Jesse's giving us a look. I, Oh, really? You didn't like Tilda Swinton? Nah, Not necessarily. Nah, I didn't like her at all. Just the performances. I, I don't. I don't think either of those performances really worked. And mm. they're the types of film, like they're the types of roles that she you identify with her as. And I thought that you didn't need. What else did you need from her to know, to to get her as a character? Though well, I think we still like you got her as a character. I just didn't. You couldn't have like someone just playing that character as like a normal <clears throat> like you know a character because you might find these qualities in them that you like a little bit you needed her to be that over the top and it's like if you've seen I so we haven't suppose. and if you've seen Snowpiercer we haven't spoken about the director's other work yet but Snowpiercer she has a very similar role yep. in that film as well yep. and I think that you, you get this through her that she just represents greed capitalism and rivalry that's that's what you're meant to get from her you're not supposed to get anything else you're not true and, and no human element to her really and <laughs> her first line is something about you know I respect humanity and then you know that she and doesn't. you're like no you don't no and you, you can see it from that first speech she does because you've got that Frank guy in the background just mouthing the whole thing she's literally oh, just this that. puppet and you don't need yeah. you don't need anything else about it what's the one thing about that speech that stays with you the one at the start yeah her braces and no, like about the actual uh, dialogue. What's what's the one line that stays with you? Um, I don't really. Have I one. don't know. For me, it's the last line when she says, "And it better taste fucking good." Yeah, that's the uh, one thing yeah. that stays with you. Where because mm. at the start you're just watching this sort of propaganda speech, not thinking mm. much of it. Then you're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, you're gonna kill this animal. Yeah, like, you're talking about how great it is that we found this special animal, and now you just want to eat it." I feel like she she represents this thing where she, um, while she's talking about how she's a change from her sister who used to be the head of the company, her self can't handle change. She can't handle anything that doesn't go to script and doesn't doesn't go with the flow of exactly how she wants it. But don't you think it's interesting that those sisters who go about things in completely different ways are going to get to the exact same point? Like that, that that's And that's a reflection of capitalism or mm-hmm. consumerism, wherever you want to look at it, is that there are many ways to get there. These, these characters both 
uh, very single-minded in the way they do things. Mm. But at the end of the day, all they want to be doing is making money and, and killing these animals and, mm. and being profitable from yeah. it. So, so to me, that's a good I found that, I found that interesting about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... Um, I just found the chemistry that she had with the other characters was, was just a bit off. And, I, and I, I can't not say that there's an element of the acting performance in that. And I found the same with, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, not that they, were, they weren't terrible. I just didn't think they were great considering when you go into this movie with them two names, you think they're going to be the two hmm. best, best performance of the film. But to Tilda Swart, to Lucy Mirando's point versus um, Paul Dano's character, Jay, they're the two extremes, right? You've got the, the capitalism, you know, consumerism type. Hmm. This is what I want to make money. Um, we're basically, we're bigger than the government because how about, like, they, they have control over the police at the end, you know, yeah. versus... Um, Paul Dano being like, no, we want to save animals, protect the world, rah, rah. And they're just, they're absolute extremes. And at the end, neither of them are right because they're not balanced. Neither of them are balanced at all. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Mija is, is balanced. But yeah. So they have this kind of um, ability to represent either side of it. And that's why I think this film isn't necessarily about one way or the other because Paul Dano's way is, is completely flawed as well. Like even at the end when he... Um, you know, just like puts a cigarette out at the end because he's like, you shouldn't be doing this, Kay. This is the yeah. guy, but he saved his life. Yeah. Like there's so many things about him. After he's, he's beating him up. <laughs> he's so wrong. Like mm. he's so wrong, but his intentions seem good. And I think... He's got a good heart and good intentions. It's just that it doesn't always work out that way. I think it's easy to forget and, and think that he's like a hero saving the day where it's like, well, hang on. I don't think the director is saying that his way is the right yeah, way. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't no, you know, no. eat animals or eat meat. Um I don't know. I don't know how well I articulated that, but that's kind of yeah, just the way. Sense. Yeah, that made sense. I thought the rest of his crew, like um, Kay, Red, Silver, Blonde, they could have all been one character almost. I don't think, like, I know you need yeah, You kind of have to have jobs. more people yeah. for the jobs, but, I mean, they, you didn't really get much out of... <laughs> Kay besides was, maybe Kay, Kay was the only who one. worked as the translator. Yeah. But um, he was probably the only other one that did have that balance to him. So when he lies and says that, yeah, she said it's all good. Yeah, we can take Okja. Uh, and then and then Jay says, well, hang on, we shouldn't be doing that. That's not the way we do it. But it was probably the right thing to do for the cause. Yeah. And I like the fact that Jay, sorry, K. Yeah. Here we go. Letters. <laughs> K also has that balance to him, and I think that's why he worked as a character. He's the one that comes back at the end. He's like, yeah, he beat me up, and yeah, um, I didn't maybe didn't do the right thing by yeah. ALF, but but still, still comes back. It's the right thing. To, it's yeah. the right thing to do. He still believes in the cause and stuff. And like I guess, and then like even the contrast to to Silver, I think, who just. Like a very small character, but yeah, you know, I think most of the time he wouldn't eat. Like he just refused yeah. to eat anything. Whereas, like you know, this is definitely not the right way to go about it. Like exactly you know, you can right. believe in animal cruelty and all that kind of thing as much as you want, but to the point of not eating, where you're so weak, like you, like your friends have to carry you around, is it, it, it's not the extreme that you should be going to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, two quick other little characters because we probably need to move on, but we don't need to move on. Let's indulge. Let's indulge, <laughs> Grandpa. He was just this. I feel, I feel like he was like representing traditional Korea, and sort of that versus the rest of the world and the emerging world, and how how does this clash of like you know the the traditional sort of life that some people still want to live? How did that how does that get along with um, you know this new world with technology? Um, and you know you could see that in the opening scene. You got the or near the opening, you got the TV that's banging like he has to mm-hmm. bang it to get it to work. He's still pumping water. 
And right, then, his little sound system. His sound system, yeah, yeah, the top. <laughs> Come home for dinner. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's like, wants, wants me to meet a boy, wants her to get married. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I thought that that was a nice little thing to have in there to sort of keep this film based in its origins, I guess. It's true. And he was out of his depth as a, as yeah, a guardian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, fact, the fact that, like, he let her just run away to the city. <laughs> yeah. And didn't really put up much of a no, fight. No, not at all. Um, I also, I also uh, liked after he'd lied to her. Yeah, yeah. that was tough. Yeah, like what are you? Doing? I'd written down. Like, I wasn't too he's, sure. He's kind of a bit of a dick there. Like I, I just thought as well. Like it might have just been kind of you know that because he he was speaking in in Korean and point of standard, but I felt like a lot he was laughing as he was trying. Yeah, telling yeah. Her. Like, this is a real serious moment where you're telling her that she's lost her best friend forever, and I felt like he was kind of laughing the whole way through it and just trying to trying to blow it off as like nothing. And I'm like, that, that's really not the right yeah. way to go about it. We had we knew what was going to happen. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's the hard thing. Is, yeah. Last one I want to talk about was that Mundo guy. He was sort of the the guy that worked for Miranda. He's like dedicated to the company. Yeah. He's all about the loyalty and stuff. I just thought he had some good little scenes where you know he's like, I'm going to be loyal to the company. They're in that tunnel, and he just runs to it and gets hit by the car door. Yeah. And then like you know, um, Major helps occupy on him. I, was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, and then he's like you know calling his wife. He's like, have we got some good shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought he was this nice little <laughs> little character too. Is there any other any other characters you want to talk about? Um, good. No. All right, let's have a look at. I oh, will talk about the director, I guess, because I think yeah. um, I mentioned Snowpiercer before, and another sort of one that has heaps of themes and heaps in it. And I really enjoy that film. I don't know if you guys have seen I've, it. I've seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No, I really like Snowpiercer. It's about like a train and each um, carriage is a different class in society. A train that they basically live on for live on years and years and years. Keeps going, keeps going around the world because so the rest of the world's like frozen. Yeah. So that like really like that film as well. I haven't seen the host, which was his previous film. Mother's the other one that seems to be getting a lot of yeah. and and the one at the moment that everyone's talking about is Parasite, yeah. uh, which is doing the festival rounds and everyone's saying it's an amazing. It's doing film. the rounds now, is it? Yeah, it's doing the rounds right now. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so really, really keen to see Parasite. Yeah, I mean the two films that I've seen him do are, are excellent, so that's enough reason for me to seek out more. All right. Do you want to talk about any acting roles or <clears throat> any? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting that they had quite a big cast that mm. I didn't let, and it didn't bother me. I, I'm not the kind of person that if you got a big star, you need to use a big star. But they're mm. all smallish roles, yeah. yeah. Um, which which was interesting, and it makes me think that maybe these actors really wanted to do this film. Yeah, um, the messages behind it probably yeah. more than the roles. Yeah. All right, let's look at some scenes. What yeah. did we like? I love, I, I kind of touched on it. I love the introductory scene with Okja and Mija. Like straight away, I'm like best friends. They've got this really beautiful lifestyle and the scenery was awesome. And obviously when Okja saves Mija from the cliff and you learn how clever and sympathetic Okja is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I could have watched a whole movie of them just frolicking in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that down there too because I was like, while it was prolonged, I thought it was needed. Like it was massively needed. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship was set up so well and... You know, just the, the picking the prickles out of the foot, the hunting oh, together, yeah. the cliff scene, overcoming these troubles together. Um, and, you know, even just the tiny little details. You see Mija, you know, when Okja catches the fish, she throws, like, the little baby one back in the water. And yeah. it's just, it was just nice. It was, and that's the thing. I was, I was gone emotionally. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this, this relationship is getting broken up. <laughs> so he created it really well. Um, I got another scene. I don't know if I liked it because, like, it hurt my heart. When when she finds out Okja's leaving, so I'm getting it in putting in the good scenes because it got me, it, got, it connected with me so much emotionally. 
but like I was struggling. I was like, no, no, she's like running back and the like, tissues. No, 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 she's gone. Oh, that was yeah. And that, see how early was that? I was already gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote this one down. I can't really remember the context, but when they were in the uh, in New York and uh, Lucy Miranda was making her speech in front of everybody, and they're on the about to you know show Okja to the to the people. And she says something stupid, and the Aussie bloke who is uh, hijacking the feed yeah. just sits there and goes, Lucy Miranda, fucking idiot. <laughs> I, really, I really like that. Um, but you, you want to know the one scene that, that like... That got you? See, when I cry in a film, sometimes I get a bit teary. I was, I was just genuinely crying. <laughs> when the super pigs help their little child escape. <laughs> uh-huh. like, and they push it through the fence and then Okja hides it. If I wasn't already tipped over the edge, <laughs> I was completely gone by then. Like, these animals are so clever and cerebral and they understand. Like, how if you saw cows in that same situation... And I'm nothing against cows but if you saw them in that situation they got no idea what's going on what about they all started moaning and yeah. they knew what was going on and when Okja was in the when he had the gun to Okja's head and yeah. she was in the case oh man <laughs> I seriously was probably just talking like don't do it don't do it like don't 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 I'm just this movie got me guys <laughs> it really did because so it wow. so it could take over from um I mentioned it like I really liked that setup with the grandpa too how isolated they were and uh, you know the TV and that sort of stuff and then when um, Johnny comes and he's sh- you know, Midge is so impressed with um, the laptop he's got I just thought you know that makes you feel the culture then so as soon as she hits the city we know it's going to be a shock and you saw that like there's this awesome high angle shot of her just there's these crowds of yeah. people working they're all in the greys walking walking and then there's just her in the red and then you know like all these little things that she would never seen before she picks up the she has to pick up the phone to dial yeah. through the security mm-hmm. she runs at the glass window and that was actually it. really good that was just like a it's one of my it's need, one of my good scenes yeah. her trying to jump through the glass door I need to get away in it was funny as because these are all things that she probably has never seen before yeah. if she's yeah. just been in this what the hell is this glass door <laughs> I can run through it I, 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 I thought that scene was yeah. great I yeah. also liked the you know when Oksha's in the truck and you've got her running in these parallel streets to where the truck's cool. going and she's just chasing mm. it because you know she doesn't want to be separated from um, Oksha which is cool and the same again in that subway scene that was so well done that was really cool just the you know Oksha running through knocking all the shelves off it was just yeah. filmed really really nicely um, I, I spoke about um the, the truck driver that was driving Okja. <laughs> he was, he was great. I really like there's an interview scene where yeah. <laughs> where he's on the TV and, you know, he's getting interviewed by the news and, and like, you know, um, he's like, Miranda's fucked, not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they you work for them. Yeah. <laughs> and she worked for him. He's like, I, 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 I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he was really good. The truck quite driver. figure him out though. I was like, yeah. I oh, thought like, he was in on something at the just, start. Like, just some guy who couldn't care less about his job. <laughs> <laughs> like MJ said before, the scene where they walk through those caged pigs and the, at the end, you know, it was just just devastating um so i agree with you on Did that you cry? i didn't cry no, oh, Jesse. but i have seen this like five I know. times um, I'll, I'll cry again <laughs> uh, we've mentioned this before but there's a scene where johnny just takes that extract of meat from okya and then it's just a quick cut to the sizzling fry pan i mm. thought that was really well done um mm. and the people trying it yummy yeah. <laughs> uh, the parade i thought was visually stunning like it was just so well put together with all the people and the floats and the colors it just and then you know sort of intertwining through the the alf people who were sort of scattered, scattered throughout. Out throughout yeah the 
and then when Jay goes into the hotel room with his little signs to say sorry yeah, to me, yeah, just like, like love that. actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the violence at the end, like in the streets and the parade, yeah, wow. the sound cut and you could feel the pain of each of those beats that those people mm-hmm. from the elf were getting. Wasn't expecting that. No. And just from a filmmaking point of view, that scene with um, Nancy and Lucy together, it's that one scene where you've got Mm. Tilda Swinton playing the same character in the same shot and it was just cleverly done from a filmmaking point of view. I'm just... Was that her in Hail Caesar? I think she, she plays, plays... the yeah, same she, character. Yeah, she plays well. a she twin, does. doesn't she? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah she does. God, that's mm. her thing. Cool. Yep, that's me. Um, the only other ones I had were the uh, the terrorist kidnapping scene... Or not, not terrorist kidnapping, but the AOF kidnapping scene in the tunnel. Just how nice and friendly they were. They opened the door. It's like, hey, we don't want to hurt you. No, we don't want to hurt you. I found it really funny just how nice they were trying to be about trying to kidnap a pig. But they did hold guns at them. Yeah, they did. But they're like, yeah, we don't want to use them. But like, nice. And then that turned into how the, the truck driver just couldn't care less. He's just like, whatever. I don't care. Um, you like it when they got the umbrellas up to yeah 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 that was pretty cool yeah um, and the only one as well I actually, I really actually did like the uh, the post credit scene as well where he gets out of prison and they're on the bus and everyone's putting the masks on and you know and straight back into it I like that post credit scene even cool. the, even the old bird on the, the bus granny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking around and going what is going on and then someone just hands her a mask like okay I'll join in <laughs> all right what do we like uh, I really didn't need to see the pig rape scene. Yep, didn't just yeah, didn't didn't I, I, I probably just didn't like that whole scene. I think where, where Johnny Wilcox is drunk and there was the phone call and again he was really just over the top with it all and that that whole kind of scene in that little area there. I I didn't really like that whole yeah, scene. It's hard to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, the one thing I didn't like about that scene was he said something along the lines of like you know when a woman humiliates a man, a man's inclined to make yeah his something like, like that. that. Yeah. That's a bit yuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But this yeah. was off the back of um, him getting shut down. Yeah, he getting shut down. Yeah, and he, 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 he was drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just found that whole kind of scene there just yeah, not great. Yeah, yeah. yeah the worst one for me was um, was that scene in the office when they decided that they wanted to use Mija as a ploy, marketing ploy, whatever. And and I just thought she was kind of off tap, and her um, her coworkers were all a bit weird and then Johnny walks in and the whole scene just didn't work for me and it was mm. Hall overacting and Tilda Swinton overacting and it was just clashing for me and it just yeah and I know that led into the next scene about what you just that quote you just said then Jesse but that was probably the one scene for me that I was like nah not working yeah uh, I had very little that I didn't like yeah, the one thing that it really I didn't like was that whole thing with Kay and Major I just didn't like the scenes with them together with this translation and him obviously setting her up, translating the wrong thing that, you know, she just wanted to take Okja home. Um, and then like, he has this line to her, like, you know, Oh, you should learn English. It opens new doors and the follow through with the tattoo that he yeah. had as well. It just, I don't know. It just didn't really sit with me because yeah. What was the tattoo? Sorry. Cause he had the tattoo at the end on his arm, which was like something about like English, or, like translating translation is key or something like that. But did, did you, I'm not sure where I read what he actually says when, when, when the subtitles say you should word English opens doors is not actually what he said. I was just going to um, say that. I read that as well. Like, here we go. That's what they say in the subtitles, so but he says something else. It's a deliberate mistranslation of yeah. the English, English subtitles when Kay is about to jump off the truck. Yeah. So his parting words are, Mija, try, try learning English. It opens new doors. What he actually says is, Mija, also my name is Kusun Bum. And, and it's like a deliberate yeah. mis because it's it's not subtitles that you turn on it's subtitles as part of the film yeah so it's deliberate mistranslation um, and one that would only become apparent to those who can speak both languages so um, 
Well, it says here on IMDb that the mistranslation is a clever subversion of the supremacy of English. The subtitle is a command to learn English, something every Korean student has heard throughout their life. Yeah. But to actually understand what Kay is saying, you would have to know Korean. Okay. So, mm. so, it's, so it's a moral cultural thing for Koreans that they'd get this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cool. And uh, the, the irony of him saying you should yeah, learn English. Yeah. Because that's, that's what they hear at school all the time. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cool. All right. Uh, what was the film trying to say? <clears throat> I think there's there's heaps heaps of stuff that it was touching on. Yeah, can you? Yeah, I'd love to sit in the passenger seat and watch you drive this one, Jesse. Right. So, first thing I thought was globalization. This whole idea that uh, we're no longer this society that can just hide in a village and not be impacted by the rest of the world. And you see that by the pigs being separated all around the world. So all of a sudden, the world's all connected because you're keeping track of all these pigs. Mm. So that was one thing I was sort of good one. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Um, the celebrities and fame <coughs> massively like mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal's character Johnny like downfalls of fame and yeah I think that's pretty obvious yep. yeah good one uh, refugee camps all these oh, yeah. pigs yeah. locked up no voice they feel the pain no one's doing anything to actually help them so it's interesting because the irony is that these this species has been bred and genetically modified or born or whatever you want to call it to feed humans. Mm. That is the purpose of what we're, what, what they're doing here. Um, and yet, they still, as soon as they're breathing, they exist. And, and I suppose mm. you need to think of them like that. Um, Life first, yeah. Um, so, obviously, genetic, genetically modified food as well. That's like, is it is it something that we should be doing? Or mm-hmm. are we interrupting, like, the actual food yeah. sources that we have? Because I, I read something somewhere, too, where it was saying that, you know... Um, as a society, we need to cut back on meat production because the UN's actually put out a report saying we eat way too much meat for what humans actually need to consume or, or kill. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They tried to touch on the environment as well. Like they're, they're breeding this pig to like leave a small, small footprint, footprint on the, you know, yeah. Less, ex- less, what is it? less, less excrement. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the capitalism sort of thing too. These evil corporations big trying time. to big time. Yeah, their corporate greed and yeah. everything. Animal rights. So, do yeah. these animals have rights, or are we? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I don't know. How can you not watch this film with yeah. animal yeah. rights? Yeah. Like it's oh. there's this activism theme as well through the yeah. elf, and you know, doing yeah. what's right, even though you may have to break the law or yeah, do exactly. something that's illegal. Touched on veganism a little bit. Like, yeah. is mm-hmm. it something that they're trying to get you to consider? Like, it's just one of those many things that they're looking at. I had this one as well. I was like dealing with the loss with loss because Major lost her, lost her parents and then there's mm. that possibility throughout the whole film that she's going to lose Okja as well. So I was like, how do people deal with maybe that possibility of loss occurring? So the biggest thing that she loses and she does lose this is her loss of innocence. Yep. So she goes on this journey to get her best friend back and in the process... She learns she about does. the world. She finds yeah. out the world's full of uh, last thing I had there was growing up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, innocence is completely yeah, yeah. destroyed. Yeah, learning what the world's like out there, really. Yeah. Man, that's the only other thing that I had was the idea of balance. Um, you know, I don't think this movie's saying it's bad to eat meat, and I think if you look at the comparison of uh, Tilda Swinton's character and Paul Dano's character, they're two extremes, and neither can understand people who don't think the same way as yep. they do. Yep. Um, so it's about having that balance. And I think Kay is probably a good example of someone who does have that balance. He ultimately saves the day. And, and Mija as well, like doesn't necessarily want to stop eating meat. And she just wanted her friend back and she yeah. sees all these horrors and, and yeah. Yeah. eyes are open. So it's just that balance. Like you, you can do things, but 
there's a way of doing it. So it's not saying yeah. we should never kill animals. We should never, I don't think it's saying that at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I also don't think it's saying that it's making you think about it. I think it that's certainly it's making me think. That's, absolutely. It's not yeah. Trying to say this is right or this is wrong. It's just like, have a think about what we're doing. I just, I really disagree with people saying like, he's throwing it in your face that we should be vegan or we shouldn't eat meat. Cause I, I don't, I don't get that vibe at all. I, I think there's a lot more to it. If you're saying that you're not looking at it closely enough. No. Good. All right. So yep. what do we take away from this film? What was, what was nice about it or good about it or <laughs> not good about it? Oh, I said, well, I, I thought the first half was a lot better than the second half. So what I think what I'm going to say before, he would have, you know, could have watched easily a movie just based on them playing. I could have. I could have as well. I think to the point up until like they, they steal the pig like in the tunnel and then when they jump off the bridge, I, I was really enjoying the film up until that moment. Then kind of once they are kind of in New York City, I didn't really enjoy it as much. So definitely for me, the first half up until kind of the, the ALF jump off that bridge, that, that there was a, a lot better. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed that half and then maybe a lot more than the second half. Yeah, I, I can understand mm. that. I spent the whole movie pining for them to get back together yeah. and I just needed that and that kept me going yeah. like on an insane level. Yeah, I, th- I thought this is. I think this is a really good family film for a modern audience. I know. At I know what age though? Yeah, yeah I know. Kind of young kids watching it. I know there's a lot of extreme stuff in it, and mm. there's a lot of violence and and heavy themes. But this is the sort of stuff that kids are watching on the internet without any parental supervision at all. So yeah. I think if you sat down with, you know, between thirteen and I was gonna sixteen, say, yeah. yeah, not. I'm not saying, good, yeah, I'm not, yeah, not saying like you know you want to show it to a five year old, but if you sit mm. down with a thirteen to a sixteen year old with a parent who's sitting there to talk through what's happening, yeah. I think that this is that type of film that can help, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree what, with that. So, what age are the kids that you've taught this film to? Um, like senior kids, senior kids, yeah, okay, yeah. 16, 17, yeah. 18 year olds, yeah, yeah, at least, yeah. It's a really good point because I mean, there's an argument if you just sort of saw the poster and saw that read the read the synopsis, you'd be like, oh yeah, my kids can watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the poster and stuff makes it look like. A, like it's a cute little a family pairing, friendly like, film. Yeah, it's a little girl with a big pig. Like. And I mean, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities to ET in this. Um, and I, to be honest, when I watch ET as a kid, I think I just enjoyed it because it was kind of fun mm. and yeah. whatever. But when I watch ET now, I watch it completely differently. Mm. Um, and, and you know, I, I have a similar emotional connection to ET as I do to this. Mm. But I, I guess it's those scenes at the end of this film in the slaughterhouse that that are really confronting. Mm. That are, that a, a kid needs to be pretty aware of what's going on now. I don't know. I yeah, think you need, exactly. to, you need to know your kids. Yeah, you need to know your kids. And it's, it's like, you know, how much... This is what happens in real life. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that as well. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's you kept... Men- like, I had in here, I was like, this, this reminds me of an 80s, like, family sort of film. Like, we've spoken about the family side of things. But yeah, I was like, I want to watch E.T. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I watched it, like, two years ago, and it's just it's just awesome. <laughs> you got to watch it again. <laughs> uh, this would have been awesome on the big screen, too. It would have been incredible. Yeah. It would have been so Yeah, I would have liked to see this at the movies. Yeah, it would have been nice. And I think it's movies. there for multiple viewings, too, which is good that it's on Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can watch it as many times as you want. It'd be good if it came out on the movies, just like a random I mean, yeah. showing. Yeah. Because cool. it would have been, he would have like um, June Bong Ha would have loved to have this on the big screen, mm. which is why he did have it in America and South Korea. In South Korea, yeah. Did either of you use IMDb at all to look anything up as you're watching it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I um I jumped on for a bit of a strange one. It was uh, for 
J- J- Jennifer, sorry, Jennifer, who plays Lucy's assistant. Yep. I who I characterise just as the lady with the really annoying voice. Really yeah. annoying voice. Because I'm like that Small annoying voice well. is so similar. Looked it up. She's Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah. That's where I recognise the annoying voice from. She is. She is Moaning Myrtle. Uh, her name is Shirley Henderson, the actress. Yeah. Good yeah. pickup. That's why I love this segment. God damn it. Moaning Myrtle. I didn't look anything up. I looked it up afterwards. I was too into this movie to look it up, but um, the Aussie dude, I was just curious because yeah, he's yeah. an Aussie dude and he kind of recognised the voice. So his name's Daniel Henschel. Um, he was in The Babadook and These Final Hours, but I do remember him from... Did he play the husband in The Babadook? don't know. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but I remember him from Any Questions for Ben. Ah, I don't know if okay. you've seen that. With a, It's a Rob Stitch film starring Josh Lawson and Rachel Taylor. He's like the best friend of Josh Lawson. Okay. Um, there you go. Cool. All right. Do you guys have any questions about the film? A couple. Yeah. Go. You go. Well, this is a, this is just a, a gimmicky one, but as if they didn't fly the grandpa over when they uh, when they flew Major over. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was supervision. Yeah. Like plucked yeah. this ten year old girl out of nowhere and said, "Come on." Surely was... she needs like an, a guardian. Yeah. <laughs> and he was at the airport and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah fair enough. Yeah. Um, it also got me thinking, and I. This is a tough question without notice because I still need to keep thinking about it. But what are the great movie creatures or species that we know of? So you've spoken about E.T. already. E.T. And I was thinking like the Na'vi from Avatar. Avatar. The, the, those characters, yeah, maybe not necessarily the film, but the characters are definitely a, an original creation. I think the Grem- like think about the Gremlins. Gremlins, yep, that's Gremlins perfect, yeah, that's a really good one. The aliens in Men in Black, I feel like they're, they some stand of them. out. <laughs> some, of those, some of those characters. Um Oh, that's a really it's a good question I would like one. to think that in 10, 20, 30 years time you think of Okjar as one of the great movie creatures yeah well you mentioned the Babadook before as well Babadook's a, a very um, well there's plenty probably plenty of horror yeah there's plenty, plenty of horror of, yeah the, the like we watched the um, the thing a couple of weeks ago but both me and you yeah yeah that's probably a good one that was a big that was a good one yeah, the, the never ending story the big thing that they yeah, find the oh, what's his name <laughs> Abby Creature oh man yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's, I think there's probably there's heaps. There's quite a few. I'd yeah. like to see like a BuzzFeed article on this. <laughs> great movie creatures. Well, you and I like the Muppets straight away too. I'm like, you think about all you got a whole cast of awesome characters in the Muppets. Okay, Muppets, are, yeah, yeah. Just, I, 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 I guess I don't think of them as creatures as much as yeah, frog yeah. and bear. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they, they kind of like work in society as like normal people. Fair enough. Anyway, just uh, something fun. That yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? That's the only question um, I had. Did you think the film had a happy ending? Good question. So you see Oki at the end, back home with the little child one that they've smuggled out. Major's happy. Mm-hmm. Just ignores everything else. I think it, no. I think it's a it's an amb- it's not an ambiguous ending. It's it's happy in that sense. Yeah. But you know, Major comes home a completely different person. Yeah. Um, I I need I needed them to come home together. <laughs> like I really need that would have <laughs> changed mess. I would have changed how much I enjoyed the film. I'm not even joking. And I'm all for like a happy ending with the with the right message. Oh, sorry, a non happy ending with the right message. Yeah. But I, I think it does a good job of saying you know both both things. I actually read um, Boon Jong Ha say the alternative ending was actually that the people from the ALF swarm the slaughterhouse area and free all the. Um, yeah. All the super pigs, which I think is almost a little bit too blunt. It's probably a bit too much. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, a bit too heavy. It's yeah. another good species. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm giving it a happy ending yep. with, with a but. Yeah, it was reasonably happy. Yeah. I reckon I'm going to know your answer for this, MJ, but I just had this thing in my head was Mija a positive character? Because I feel like she was happy at the start, 
she's gone through all this stuff. I don't know if she's ever going to feel that happiness again. Like, and she was negative and firm throughout and she was this child. So she was, it was coming through these eyes of a child, but at the end is she truly, um, a positive, going to be positive. Yeah. I mean, I guess this, this really is that loss of innocence. Right. Mm. But if anything, she, she shows that she's a fighter. Yeah. Um, and that's a good attribute to have, but she's not the same. Um, it's sort of like that post credit scene sort of annoys me a little bit because you see those guys are still working and it's like, well, what does Major do after this? Mm. Like, does yeah, you just does, is she, yeah. our eyes open? And she wants to like help these guys now, or, or, or I don't or, think or, she knows, or is she still just back to where think she, she was, was before playing with yeah. Octavia? Was she an advocate for animals, or was she wanting I to get her best friend? I, I, or was she an advocate I, yeah, for herself? I, I think it was more she wanted her friend back mm. more than the animals. She just wanted, you know, she probably didn't see. Okay, as an animal, she just saw it yeah, as that's my best friend. That's what the grandpa said. You know, yeah. we've done well here, the two of us. She's like, three of us. Yeah. Three of us have done well. Like, yeah. Uh, I got two last little ones. <laughs> they, when they, they flash on the screen, they're like, YouTube search Miranda is fuck.com. I'd never actually done that, uh, even though I've watched it a few ah, times. So I did it. But you did? So I did it. So there's actually a video on YouTube. It's like a 60 minute clip and it's got the elf characters. 60? 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Did I say what? Yeah. yeah, you said minutes. 60 seconds. They have committed to this marketing. <laughs> wow. It's a 60 second sort of clip and it's like, you know, the, the elf characters all in the camera sort of talking and then it's got like this link to this website and you click on the website and it's just these like images. It's just a rotating picture of Lucy like with her face on an animal's body and it was quite cool. It was okay. quite a cool little extra sort of scene, I guess. I like that. Seeing as you don't get... DVD extras because it's not on a DVD. It's nice to have something else that you can be look interesting at. to see if there was any kind of marketing campaign around the film that touched on that, but maybe not because you kind of have to watch the film to get that day. And I, like I said, I was watching. I think this is the first time I've actually watched the post credit scene. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah. not like you at yeah, all. Yeah, you know we yeah. stay around. So, yeah. So I think that was a nice little surprise me at the end. Um, we uh, we do have a segment. Did my dog bark? Ooh. And. I, I was worried about this from the start. Yeah. Like I knew that there Food was... on TV. Big, this, <laughs> this could have been very I knew loud. there was this big creature TV. who was yeah. going to play a pretty prominent part on my screen. And I want to say I was pretty proud of Todd, uh, my dog. He so was he okay. was curious with Okja at the start and he was a bit growly and what's going on here, what's going on here. But eventually he kind of got used to her and just <laughs> let it go. That's good. I think he just knew that she was one of the characters. So. Otherwise that could have been a very... Yeah, noisy two hours <laughs> I would have had to wait another time to watch it <laughs> alright so let's wrap this up we like to give our films a rating out of 5 where we go around the table and then uh, give it an average so we get an overall flicks forum average heat up what do you think um, yeah so look, this film it didn't appeal to me as much as it did it sounds like a lot of other people and I definitely didn't connect with it as much as, uh, as MJ did but I still thought it was a pretty good movie as I said I enjoyed the first half second half wasn't as interested in but it, it was still it, it was a pretty solid movie I gave it three stars good MJ um, I hated this nah <laughs> this, this was such a bad like <laughs> I was like hang on I've decided like 10 <laughs> seconds ago like, I'm going to say I hate it um this stripped it back to the reasons why you fall in love with a film. Pure emotional and visceral connection. Um, it made me feel, it put me in the driver's seat with Mija. I needed to see Mija and Okja reunited and my heart rode every high and low of the journey to getting there. I loved this movie. Four and a half stars. Oh, very good. So I too love this film. Uh, it's probably one of my favorites of the last few years and I could probably talk about this and the scenes and how it's also thoughtfully done for quite a while um, and we've touched on this heaps it was amazing how much they made you care for a CGI creature uh, and I know you guys like we spoke about before I've got this on Letterboxd um, and you know what I've given it before but 
looking at the podcast, I'm going to pump it up. Oh, you're going to yeah. pump, it up. <laughs> gonna pump yes. it up. So I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. Yes. <laughs> so what does that give us as an average? Gives us... That didn't work out. Gives us four. Four. I think straight. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> now, straight four. Very this, nice. um, what, what film is this? 40 odd? What four, number? 41. 41. This is the best Netflix original film that we've done. In, uh, this has been my favorite film. Well, that's the equal second highest. That, that's the equal highest rating yeah, with right. our first one, Beasts. Ooh, very good. So we are on social media. We are at Flix Forum on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We chuck a question up there. We try to chuck a question up there every week. And this week we are going with, does Okja make you consider what you eat? Hmm. Yeah, you think you think about think it. Think about it. Some people, some people not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so um, I'd be curious yeah, to know what so people think of that. Yeah. There's seventy thousand people that are logged in on IMDb. Like, yeah. it's got it's got to impact some people, yeah. right? Like, some people definitely would. So. so yeah. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do um, download our episode every week. Get us up in the charts and yeah. give us a five star rating if you can. Charts. Next week we are looking at the 2017 drama. It's called To the Bone. And it's directed by Marty Noxon. It stars Lily Collins, Carrie Preston, Lily Taylor, and Keanu Reeves. Lily Collins, two moves in a row. Mm. Mm. Very good. So, Keanu. And Keanu. Good. So, we'll be back next week to discuss that. And this has been a good one. Long it's one. Been a I think great it's, it's got to be our longest. Chat. Let's keep yeah. up there. chatting. Let's up keep there. chatting off air. We will. All right. So, thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See, see you, boys. boys. See you next week. See you, everyone. <laughs>